Yo, what's going on, y'all? It's your boy So So, in case you ain't know so. And welcome back to another episode of Sports with So So. Make sure you guys are subscribed to the podcast on any streaming platform and following us on social media as we continue to bring you the latest in sports. This week, we have another dope episode. We review Chelsea's greatest week ever. Panthers and Heat are both in playoff mode. We catch up with the Marlins in their young season. And of course, we catch up with Canelo as he broke Billy Joe Saunders' face. It's time to take a ride, y'all. Let's go. Cause I need you to play that my track real quick for me before we get this started, dog. Let's hope I got the right one. Nah. Hit me, hit me oh, one more time. The hit remix. Me, hit me one more time. That's That's, good, good weekend for you. I I need everybody in the soccer world to put some respect. And I'm gonna say it like that, like Birdman said, put some respect on my team. R S R E S P E A P E K. KCH. I need the the respect. respect. I need all of that, dog. I need all of that. (laughs) Because not only did the Chelsea men make the Champions League finals, you know, uh, after beating Real Madrid at home, two zip. We'll talk about the game in a little bit. But more importantly, and something I really want to shine a light on before we get into the deepness of the the men's game, um, the women, the Chelsea women team also made the Champions League final, huge. you know, and which was huge because How they crazy were, is that? it's crazy. It's crazy because nobody puts an emphasis on the women's game like Chelsea has, you know, where we've put proper investments in coaching and players and finding um, the staff and finding players and, and just signing them and having them, you know, kind of build up to it. Bro, it's been four years on a mission since we got Emma Hayes, the coach. And now that team is, considered the best in the world and they're going to be playing in the champions league final very so deservedly so with a chance to win th- four trophies this year which is unprecedented <laughs> it's something really hard to do you know in soccer men's or women stick that in your pipe and smoke it you know what four I mean? trophies that's crazy so the chelsea women definitely definitely deserve just as much as respect and admiration as the men are getting because they're doing things on a huge level you know what i mean and all credit to them. I'm, I'm really proud to be a Chelsea fan and see the success on both sides. You know, no I'm, doubt, it's really dope. Shout out to the the, uh, the women's team, without a doubt, man. And now we got to talk about the hottest team in soccer, which is the <sighs> Chelsea's men team. Seriously, huge dude, win. Seriously, a huge win beating Real Madrid 2-0 at home. Um, we needed that game in. In an attacking sense, right? We needed to be the the aggressors in the in the game because we knew that Real Madrid with one goal could upset us and potentially knock us out of the tournament. But Chelsea went for it, bro. From the minute the the, the game started, they went for it and they were attacking and, and they found it, you know, because they were the better team offensively, definitely more fluid in the first half. And Kai Havertz, who was a guy that was kind of struggling in the beginning of the season, is now currently finding his best form, and now he's playing at the top level where pretty much this is the gains that we signed him for, you know, to perform in Champions League big stages. And he has an awesome game. Um, Tries to chip the keeper for the first goal. uh, Gets it over him, but it just happened to hit the crossbar up top. And Timo Werner, man, 
being <laughs> a boy. Uh, bro, That's for as boy. frustrating as he is, he does all the right things. He hustles, he plays hard, and he's always in the right position. In the right places at the right time. At the right time, time bro. Yeah. Okay. There was nobody within five <laughs> yards of him when that ball came across him. And he was that was the where. easiest goal he's ever going to score in his life, dog. You know what I mean? And he put it away. And that right there, you can tell, just gave the entire team confidence to be like, yo, we can we can do this mission. You know, we can see the mission out. And in the second half, we just dominated them straight up. You know, like straight up domination. We did whatever we want. We were finding passes into the box. And we had plenty of opportunities to put the game away, you know, with 30 minutes left. And we just couldn't find a way to get the goal. And I'm talking about breakaway goals, like one-on-one with the keeper. And credit to the Courtois because he made big saves to keep Real Madrid in the game. But finally, you know, after P- Christian Pulisic gets subbed in the game because he didn't start the second leg, um, much criticized, right? But Tuchel always has the right answers, bro, and the right cards to play at the right time. You know, he subs in Christian. He comes in, starts tearing up the field, and lo and behold, you know, 10, 15 minutes after he's on the pitch, he's the one in control, calm in the box, to find Mason Mount to get his goal in the Champions League to seal the game and seal the the the, the match for, for Chelsea to advance to their third uh, Champions League final, man, and... It sucks for me because we're playing my boys' team, Manchester City, you know. But I feel like Chelsea had a great and amazing season. And me as a fan, I definitely didn't see this coming, you know. No, we, when we started doing this, you know, 35 episodes ago or right. 30-something episodes ago. <laughs> something around something there. Something around there. When I finally came on board with you, you know, it, Chelsea was not in this, this position. And, and they were having their struggles. You didn't know where they stood. And then, you know, we started talking about Tuchel. And him coming on board and the spark that they needed and, and you know, where's Pulisic and what are the other guys doing? And it, it's it's a whole different team than when, you know, we first started this earlier this year. It really is. It's a completely different team. And it's crazy because it's the same exact team. It's just that the attitudes and the belief and, and the confidence is just through the roof. You know, all 11, 23 guys on the roster right now, including the backup goalies, you know, like they're getting their play in their minutes too. And they're going out there and doing their thing defensively where we're not giving up goals and shit like that. Like those are major things to, or hard things to accomplish, right? When you have to get 30 people involved who are not going to play game in, game out, like in, like they expect to in soccer, you know, even this past weekend's match against Manchester City, um, yeah, we ended up winning that game 2-1, to one, which was a crazy game because there were a lot of things that happened in that game. It was very physical. Um, they had two pe- uh, a penalty, one called in the first half, which Aguero, you know, ended up choking or misplaying, whatever you want to say. Um, but that game showed, like, how physical the matchup is between those two, no matter what. You know, this is just a regular English Premier League. So... With the changes that were expected to happen, it was an expected game, but I didn't see it going this far. And I and I when I saw them score first, I was like, "Fuck!" You know, we're gonna find ourselves in a tough spot because Manchester doesn't give up goals like that from behind. But when he missed the penalty, I was like, "Okay, maybe we got a we got a shot." And sure enough, in the second half, we just rebounded completely, rebounded, blitzed them completely. Uh, you know, overwhelmed them with the pressure that we were having because even the pressure that we were having caused them to make mistakes. We were able to take the ball from them, and they felt that they were getting being fouled. But, again, the referee was letting everybody play. It was like 15 yellow card fouls in the game. It was like a very tough, normal English Premier League match. Right. Which is what we're going to expect to see in the Champions League final because, 
you know, it's one thing to play in a league game and you do your it was rotations. Basically, a preview. I mean, yeah, we saw a basic a basic preview of what's, what we're going to see. In right? a sense, right? In a sense, because the teams are the teams, you know, yeah. and and even Manchester City, they're just as deep, if not deeper, than than Chelsea is. So yeah, they're not putting their best eleven on the on the field, but their second team is just as good as probably a lot of first place right. teams or first teams for other teams. And Chelsea did the same thing. You know, we didn't really put our strongest guys out there. We definitely rotated players, you know, but that's a game of will, you know, and in in those type of games where momentum is happening and changing, when you don't have that penalty made or you give an opponent a, a chance to believe that they can come back. and Because once we equalize when Hakim Ziyech uh, scored in, I believe he scored in the 58th minute, once he scored, um, he scored in the 63rd minute. Once he scored, it was like, all right, this is what we were expecting. Let's go. Let's find the other one because we're dominating these guys. They got into guys. a rhythm. They got into a rhythm. And it didn't come until, again, after the controversy of them, Manchester City, oh, not getting that penalty, you know, five minutes later, we're into extra overtime. And Chelsea, from pure resistance and persistence, bro, they're able to find themselves again in Man City's box. And, f uh, you know, again, it's Christian Pulisic finding the pass to, to whoever was in the cut or cutting, and it just happens to be Marco Alonso at the end of it. Uh, and, again, it was a lucky goal, right? Because he didn't really hey, hit man, it right. I, I'd rather be lucky than good but any, in that, any day of the week. Especially in that sport, bro, where goals are hard to find or hard to come by, right? You got to take the goals whenever they come. Was it great? Hell yeah, because Chelsea really needed those three points to solidify third place, which is where they're at right now. Um, and, and which big because of the teams that are they're competing with dropping points. We had West Ham, who's in fourth place. They dropped points because they lost over the weekend. What's going on around the league? Leicester City so, lost on Friday. They huge. were behind us, right? So those teams that are kind of far away from us are creating that, more space. We're creating that space. And we got a big matchup on Wednesday against Arsenal where we need to keep it rolling and, and actually win because that's a tough opponent who's trying to find which, themselves. Which one of your boys is the Arsenal fan? My boy Josh, bro. And, <laughs> you know, I was talking to him today about it and he's hoping for a major overhaul. And so am I for Arsenal because they have the the history, the proper history to be a big club, you know? And they were one of the teams that were going to be in that, in that Super League. Right. Because people around the world yeah, consider them getting a, a, bunch of flag a big board. club. Yeah, um, No, and the penalties came out and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So it's going to be tough. Thankfully, Chelsea avoided that shit, um, as many other teams. But for Chelsea moving forward, man, it's just been an amazing year. It's been great to follow this team from the complete beginning of the season where we made all the moves in the offseason, see it build, have Frank our coach, lose him, get Tuchel in, and then start a whole new, I don't know, regime or like yeah. juggernaut because it's not era, the same it's team. It's a new era. Yeah, dog. It's you a know. new era. You know, Same players, new era. That's all it is. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. You know, and we're going to see if, if he can continue to deliver, right? Because he himself said it when he took the job. This is a job where you are expected to win and immediately. Right. So don't come in here with, hey, I have There's a three-year no plan or I have a two-year plan because it's not going to work. Yeah. You need to we come need in here and say, today. we need the results. We need to win. How can I do this? And right now, Tuco has found every single answer whenever the big question is up. Look, man, I saw something on Twitter where he's defeated the best coaches that are in the game right now. And he's only conceded two goals in all those matches. And we're talking about over seven matches. That's incredible. Say what you want. Oh, we're defensive. We have this, whatever. 
say what you want. The results are the results. And right. that's what's gotten Chelsea to where they're at. A Champions League final, an FA Cup final, and top three in the EPL. What that's more awesome. do you want, though? Uh, this is all I want. Chelsea. Let's go, bro. Let's We're going to get that baby. dub on Wednesday, too. Sorry, Josh. Hell yeah. Yo, Joel, yo, let, yo, him yo. Know who, let him know what we're talking about next, dog. Do me a solid, please. Let him know what we're talking about. That's Ooh, right, baby. That's you can the, hear that roar. That's those Panthers, you know? Those Panthers. Honestly, besides the heat, they're definitely the hottest team in South Florida sports right now. Absolute facts. You're just spitting absolute facts. Just right facts, now. dog. Five straight wins, right? When you beat Nashville, Chicago twice, Dallas, and the hated Tampa Bay. Huge Lightning. win. Coming yeah. off a huge win Saturday night against Tampa Bay. And as we're recording this, we're playing them right now. Currently up one zip, bro, in the second period. And we need this point. You know, we need this point to get home ice, you know, because uh, we had Carolina win the division. Shout out to them. We'll catch them later on in the second round. But no doubt, you know, with with that already being gone, the next be best thing to have is home ice advantage. Mm -hmm. And you need that. And the Panthers are definitely going for it, bro, with with how they're attacking this game, you know, that we've been watching. And you mentioned it, bro. Saturday's game was huge. You know, they ended up winning 5-1. Um, the scoreline could be a little bit mis misgiving, right? Because it's like, oh, we dominated them and it was an ass whooping. Nah, man, that game was definitely highly contested it was a, a bra broke out bro mm -hmm. that's how much that that's how heated makes, that game uh, got makes that, it that much more you uh, know makes me that much more bitter knowing that we we didn't go to yeah that one. man you know what i mean it's like ah we should have we should have been there unfortunately we, we couldn't make it out there. don't worry though we're making it into the playoffs that, already, that, that would be a great way to make up for that we're making for up for it. this past saturday's game we're making up for it but the Panthers definitely put on a show and and look they showed that they ain't they ain't soft they're they're not a soft hockey team bro these, these guys, without even without their leader, they're still out there fighting, scratching, nailing for every inch on that ice. And the results are showing it because they're not only winning, they're dominating when they're winning. And, yeah, you know, what I was saying about the Tampa Bay game being highly contested, of course, it was a very physical game. But the Panthers came out on top. And every time the game got physical and whatever and, you know, they had to get broken up and hockey resumed, Panthers were looking better, and they were the team that were their aggressors. They were the team making solid passes and playing good defensively. So when you see that combination of attitude and skill being put together with will, it's like, damn, you know, th these guys are getting primed and hot at the exact right time that they want to do because yeah. this is a playoff game tonight, you want, bro. Yeah, exactly. You want to get hot going into the playoffs, and that's exactly what they're doing right now. Ab absolutely. You know, but – uh, this is the best time to do it, the absolute most needed time to do it. And for the Panthers to be, you know, putting on that show and really making a run for it is, is impressive. You know, we said it, we've said it before, you know, how we've seen this team really elevate as a franchise, you know, coming from just being a nobody in South Florida, nobody in their division, to slowly building up the talent, slowly making trades, slowly getting better, increasing the payroll, getting better coaches. Now we got a better GM. Now we're putting the pieces all together, and it really feels like they're primed for a Stanley Cup run. I'm, I'm absolutely with you. So what's up? How many games we got left right now? I know we only have a couple games well, left. Well, this is it. This is the last game of the season, right? Oh, this is the last. This today's the last game. This is the last game of the season. See how prepared your producer is. Absolutely. Um, but besides that, they haven't announced when the playoffs 
are going to start because there's some other teams that are finishing games this week for the for seeding purposes, right? Not so much for like you know first place playing 12th place or 10th place. No, right. you're not getting that. You're getting the teams playing for seeding for seeding. And this whole weekend was pretty much playoff hockey, man. You know, mm. um, and again, all eyes were on the Panthers because they've been you know a great team this season and nationally, you know, they're getting the spotlight and the shine that they deserve. But when you have that spotlight on you, you got to show up and show out. And the Panthers have been doing that. And I'm sure plenty of people are tuning into this game like we are hoping to see who comes out on top because it's going to be entertaining. And we're, we're definitely watching it and it's entertaining. Bro. The Panthers are, are legit an entertainment worthy value team in South Florida. So I mean, are we expecting anything less than a Stanley Cup final? Um, no. Is, is it the finals or is it the final? The finals. I know. Seven I know. Games I'm not confused the two with the NBA because nah, the NBA, nah, Stanley the Cup NBA finals. finals. Stanley Cup finals. Um, no, the NBA final. I don't know. I confuse the two. It's with an S, bro. Um, <laughs> I I do expect them to make it to be. I don't want to say the Stanley Cup finals because that, that's that's a lot. But I expect them to be knocking on that door. Meaning, so a be deep, playing, a deep run. Yeah. No, playing for the right to be in the finals. You know, to be in the Stanley Cup Finals. Okay. They're going to be playing for that. And, again, if they can get by Tampa Bay, right, which is ultimately their biggest hurdle, right, they know that they'll have a battle with Carolina, depending if Carolina survives who they play, you know. And if they don't, then the Panthers are, are looking pretty clean to make it to that Stanley Cup. The issue, I mean? the only issue I see is is the fact that we haven't played, you know, some of these other teams, and when we do finally face one of those teams we haven't seen all year, how is that going to affect us? I mean, as long as long as we have the home ice, we'll be okay. You know, that's, that's it, it'll affect sure. us without right without a doubt. You know, but you study tape as much as you can. You have game plans. You 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 look at scouting reports on, on their best players and their role players and whatnot, and you do your best from that coaching standpoint. But talent wise, I put the Panthers up almost against anybody. You know what I mean? Because the results have shown it. There's only been two other clubs in the entire National Hockey Association, bro, or league that are been better than the Panthers. One of them is Carolina, right? Their own division. And the other team is in Las Vegas, mm. which is on the other side. So after that, it's just the Panthers and everybody else. You know, so I, I feel pretty confident in, in them playing a team that they haven't played before that match during the season, you know, because, the, again, the Panthers are a good team. Bro. Yeah, they were, they're we're solid. a good all-around, young, gritty solid, team with bro. some good pieces, solid veteran, you know, pieces in there. So I think we we, we have what it takes. I think, deep, uh, to me, it's, 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 you know, Stanley Cup or nothing. Yeah, deep playoff run, bro. With the way that this season's shaped out for, for you know, for the Panthers and, and, and that team, you know, it's, it's like if – if even if they make a deep run, if they don't win the championship, it's it's an absolute you know failure altogether. For sure, I feel you, but I I don't think it'll end like that because I feel like once the playoffs start, again, us being Miami, South Florida fans, we love winners, we love the playoffs. That building is gonna be packed to the full capacity as much as people as they're letting them you know attending a sporting event because people love playoff hockey. And people love their Panthers, and they're willing to go see them in the playoffs. We're willing to go see them in the playoffs, you know, and we're not even diehard fans. So I know that that advantage will be real enough and tangible enough that maybe it'll be the difference, you know, to help keep pushing them over the line in those series as they, they make the run. But I, I'm with you, man. I'm, I'm thinking deep playoff run or bust. You know, a first-round 
playoff exit would absolutely oh, huge kill this season. Huge disappointment. Huge disappointment. Knocked out on the first round. Are you kidding me? And I don't think it's going to happen. They've been through this year, right? And I don't think it's going to happen. I feel like we're going to be Tampa Bay. You know, Tampa Bay tried to bully us on Saturday. It shit didn't work, and they're trying it tonight. But again, it's not working because the Panthers are being much more slicker and finding better opportunities. So, Tampa Bay has has a tough, tough matchup on their hands, bro. Yeah. Let's see what happens. We'll let you know how the Panthers game ends tonight. But for right now, make sure you guys are tuning in or catching up with the Panthers score for sure. Playoff hockey, baby. Nothing Stay like tuned. it. Nothing like it. Hey! Panthers score, <laughs> motherfuckers. Let's go. Let's go, man. Just as we were wrapping up the segment for the Panthers, they get a breakaway. Uh, their goalie does a terrible job of clearing the ball, clearing that puck, kind of banks it into his own net. Doesn't see the guy coming behind him. Easy, easy wraparound goal, man. That's Lamico, bro, with that hustle. Nasty. Let's go, Nasty. Panthers. I'm, I'm telling that. you guys, I'm bro, you got to tune into these Panthers. They're entertaining. Yeah, Trust man. me. Two zip, baby. Let's go. Let's go. Yo, Joel, you know what time it is? What time is it, bro? Pizza mañana. Pizza mañana. Pizza mañana. Pizza mañana. Where the dolphins talk at? Doggy, this this thing is off the chain, bro. <laughs> I love pizza mañana, and I love our roadcaster. Yeah, and our, our, our random ad libs that just get that shit in is there just when working. I didn't even touch the button. That shit is just working overtime for us, dog. <laughs> and the Heat have been working overtime. Yes, bro. they have, dude. I'm so excited, man. I got my Heat hat. You know what I'm saying? I, I see. Feel, I'm feeling the Heat vibes. I you know, see. I feel like the Heat is on. I'm Chelsea Dow. You know what I'm saying? But that's that was a given expected, you it's know, coming good. into the studio after big wins. Um, but damn, dog, the Heat have really fucking picked it up, man. And and we've been calling for it. You know, we've been calling not, for it. I'm not gonna lie, I think our podcast has something to do with it. No, Unless for anybody sure. can prove me otherwise, I think our podcast has everything to do with the turnaround of the Heat. I mean, look, I'm not gonna say that Jimmy Butler has texted me privately, but he has. You know, and I just tell him, keep doing your thing, Jimmy. The city's behind you, cuz. I think Tyler Hero heard me talking about, you know, it's Katia distracting him. It's your distraction in his basketball career. And he was <laughs> like, you know what, Joel? I can have a beautiful girlfriend I can do both. and ball out at the same I time. Can do and both. he stepped it back up, man. I can do both. And, you know, more, more importantly, bro, is us winning games. You know, us winning games because we needed to lock a top six spot. We did not want to be in that playoff bullshit where yeah, you got to be. Oh, we got a tournament. brawl. Oh, let's go. You see, this Panthers game is crazy, Oh, dude. man. I love I love brawls. Black eyes and losing teeth. Man. Sorry, sorry. We'll go back. You know, back to the heat. That We were asking for playoff intensity basketball, you know, since last week, probably two weeks. And recently we've seen it. Where the team, where the Heat are grinding out wins, you know what I mean? They're grinding out wins. We had a whack loss against Dallas, but then we bounced back, right, and continue to find a way to say, you know what? Let's not turn this into a losing streak. Let's get right back into it. Go play Minnesota and get a dub, mm-hmm. and then go into that into another bigger game in, against Boston and get another dub. Now the Boston game was intriguing because we came out hot. We were dominating that first half, bro. Dominating that like first half. We put half. up over 60 points in that first half? Yes. And we were shooting lights, lights out. out. Everything everything was going in. Everything it's was going in. Thing. Yeah, it's beautiful. But sometimes that shit worries me, you know, because everything comes down. You know what I mean? There's never that game where you shoot 100% from the free from the field goal, you know, and you put up 20 shots and you score 82 points. Yo, that, those games don't happen. Yeah. They start off hot, but you're going to end off pretty cold. 
And that's what happened to the Heat. It was literally a tale of two of two halves. Two halves, yeah. We tapered off in the second half. We definitely tapered off. And glad, glad we pulled out the the W. But oh, we man. There was definitely a difference. Listen, you know, and again, credit to Jimmy Butler because he willed us through that game, especially in the fourth quarter. Because, it, it, you know, and this is how you know he has his playoff mentality. When Boston was, you know, cutting down the lead and getting closer, cutting down the lead, getting closer, cutting down the lead, getting closer. Jimmy wasn't settling for jump shots. Jimmy was getting to the to the brim. You know what I mean? F- trying to finish layups, getting to the, getting fouls, getting to the free throw line. You know, and even Bam, Bam noticed like, okay, I need to do what he's doing. Bam stepped it up, man. You know what I mean? I need he to do all, what he he's was doing. All over the court and, and that, be that aggressive. Celtics game. No, dude, it, my man had went ten of eleven from the free throw line. What does that tell you? That he was just being super aggressive in the basket. You know, in the paint. And that's what we've been calling for. Mm-hmm. Think about it like this. He went five or five from the field. So he made all five shots that he took, right? Now, he added 10 more points on the free throw line. Imagine if he gives you a game where he's 9 of 13, 9 of 14, and he's still making eight, nine free throws. That's a, stup- that's a superstar game. He's learning from Jimmy. He's that's learning, the 30-point game that we need. Learning how to draw those fouls and, and not only, you know, get those crucial buckets. Because we, we already talked about how he's kind of limited to his points being in the paint, right? And and around that 15 to 20-foot jump shot radius. And, you know, if, if he's going to be doing that, he needs to be doing things that is uh, that are drawing, you know, obvious fouls so that that way he's getting all those extra bu- buckets just like Jimmy is because that's where Jimmy's a dog is the fact that he's willing to go in and get fouled and also shoot, you know, make his free throws. Like that, that adds all to his stats and his points at the end of the game. A thousand percent. And all the greats do it. Mm-hmm. You know, Harden, yep. Kevin Durant, Curry, you name the NBA star, you go look at the free throw averages that they're making. And the percentage that they're shooting it. That's what makes them superstars. Because that's those are those extra 10, 12, 8 points that you get in a game that help boost your average, you know, and help you win games. Slow it down, you know. And for Bam to recognize that and start to, you know, actually, you know, how can I say, like put that force into motion more often when, again, he's in the paint. Because that's when he needs to be aggressive and take advantage of his skills with his his athleticism, his speed, his quickness, and his ability to jump and get to the spots quicker than those bigger guys and explode quicker than those bigger guys in order to get those dunks, those layups. I was just impressed, man. You know, it was a real gritty win. We needed it bad because with that, we locked. We got into that sixth position. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We locked pretty much that being the worst that we could end up in, right? And Man, we're tied we're for still, fifth. We're, but we're still. Imagine if we would have beat the Hawks <sighs> at the end of that road trip when we were a couple a couple weeks ago when we were coming back from that road trip from the West Coast and we were playing them at Atlanta and they didn't have Trey Young or Clint Capella. Imagine we would have won that game. Yeah, yeah. No, you, you're in a much sweeter spot and you're probably in fourth place right now in yeah. the East. You know, but I mentioned Atlanta because they're we're tied with them in for fifth. Mm-hmm. And they have some tough games, too. You know, they have back-to-back games against uh, Washington, and Washington is really hot right now. Russell Westbrook is Russell Westbrook is killing it. Bradley Beal is killing it. And seeing those two guys together, it's like, damn. You know, that's I'm pretty sure that's what Washington was expecting to have the entire season, right? Having those two threats go at it and and really kill it. Because, bro, Westbrook's averaging a triple-double. That's crazy. I saw a stat the other day that said that he can go – Zero, 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 like all across the board for the rest of the and season. Still and he would one. still finish with a triple-double average. That is insane. 
It's crazy. And and you know what's funny? Um, the homeboy Sergio mentioned it to me the other day. He was like, how crazy was it that Shout we did Shout out to Sergio, man. Yeah, Thanks for being sure. On, the, on last week's episode. For sure. And he was like, you know, how crazy would it have been if we would have got Westbrook? And it's like, yeah, but does it help us win? You know, because it doesn't help Washington win too many games. You know, it looks great for him. And yeah, it's he's a motor. But if you put him in the right system, who knows? You know, I would I would have rather Brad Beal. I mean, no offense to Brody, I, I have nothing but respect for him. He's a he's a dog in this in this sport, and he goes out there and he puts it all on the line. But again, I, I don't know how that would bode for our team. Listen, the one guy that I would have wanted here from at least a year ago, two years ago, was Chris Paul. It didn't work, and it's crazy, obvious. Crazy what Chris Paul's right? doing in Phoenix, the number two seed right now in the West. Back-to-back -back years. He did it with Phoenix. He did it with OKC and last year when OKC. they were projected not to make the playoffs, and he, he got him to the playoffs. And then now, same deal, the value different team. Of, the value of a real OG point guard. You got, do, let me ask you a question. I'm sorry to stray from the heat talk, but Chris Paul, let's say he doesn't win a championship this year. Does he go down as a Hall of Famer? Yeah, for sure. Without a doubt. In my book, he does. I mean, Without a doubt. The, the career this guy's had. Without a doubt. If we got guys like Charles Barkley in the you know in the Hall of Fame, we got it. We got to definitely tip our cap to, to a guy like Chris Paul, right? Chris Paul has never shied away from taking on the biggest challenge. And, that, and sometimes that meant not joining up with superstars, not playing with LeBron, not playing with Wade, you know, not playing with Carmelo. Yeah, avoiding but he, that. He, he still got to play with DeAndre. I'm Jordan just saying, and, he avoided like playing with the quote-unquote biggest names. He made his own. To go at them by himself. Right. Kind of like Isaiah Thomas. You know, he's like, I don't need these other guys. I'm good by myself. You know, and you got to respect him for that because he was successful. You know, he was always successful. Did he reach that pinnacle? Nah, and he hasn't yet. But to me, Chris Paul is going to go down, obviously, as a top 10 point guard, fucking around a top five point guard. And his impact is definitely felt on the court, not only for, for you know, Phoenix right now, but for any team that picks him up, and I, and again to bring it back to the Heat, I would have loved that guy to have been here because I just feel like, damn, this team would have been even much better having a guy like Chris Paul here. And we, you know, we thought we were getting that in Victor Oladipo. You know, he's gonna miss 15 games straight after tonight's game that he's out again. Um, they they, they announced it today. He was the only one that was announced as an out. You know, so that means that Tyrone 15, 15 games. We're we're almost at the end of the season into playoffs already. You know, we let's say we get into the playoff swing of things and he comes back. Do you insert a guy like Oladipo into our team at that point? I mean, or do we call it a wash? Bro, you have to insert him because of the talent that he has, you know, but you give him Kendrick Nunn minutes, meaning, you know, when Kendrick Nunn was in the doghouse and he had to scrap for that three minutes and come in in those three to six minutes and really do something. Mm -hmm. That's what Victor is going to have to do, you know. Because in order for him to to get there, he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna have to prove it to the team, not so much to the coaches, to the team, yeah, to for them to trust him and be like, yo, you straight, you really straight. We All right, let's go. Hundred defense, hundred percent, right? You got to. Oh be man, and another brawl. Oh, God, we can't watch hockey while we do this, no. man. These brawls Every are six out minutes, of hand. It's Look a at fight. This. Look at this. They're right, on so the ground. Four on four. Oh, my goodness, man. They're going to play one-on-one -on -one hockey. hockey. Real. Let's go, baby. Let's go, Panthers. And, bro, what's crazy is that these guys are first-round wow. opponents. Oh, yeah, He's look. We just won this fight. We just won this fight. Yeah, hell yeah. Sure. Stay on the ground. Stay on the Stay ground. Stay on the ice, baby. Oh, man. That's where your, your face belongs after I just pummeled <laughs> it. Jeez. Anyway, so getting back to it. Back to the heat, you know, when... When I was talking about Victor Oladipo, 
that was the guy that we were expecting to have that. He's going to have to of earn course. his way back, and he's going to have to earn those minutes and his trust yeah, from trust the team. Yeah, trust from the team, man. Now, obviously, this man knows something more than you and I or anybody in Heat Nation does at the moment because I just saw it today, but the word is the man bought an $8 million mansion saw that. in Miami Beach, bro. I seen it. I seen it with my own eyes. Yeah. And... What does that tell you? Yeah, what is, that's a leading indicator right there that he wants to be here. That he wants to be here, and maybe that he want to keep him here, albeit at a very cheap price, Yeah, which is okay. Maybe for a year, you know, if you prove it to us, then we give you a bigger contract. Right, and again, for Victor, I feel like his goal has to be like, all right, I can miss the end of the season because I know that the team's going to the playoffs mm-hmm. and get myself ready to contribute in the playoffs, you know? And think about it this way, bro. Um Something I was going to bring up, if he comes off the bench, right, and he's your eighth, ninth guy in the rotation, and you pair him on the floor with a guy like Goron, right, because Goron is going to be coming off the bench, that's a nasty bench option to come off, you know, and have as an option to be, to have Goron and Oladipo to playing together. That's like a real dynamic. That's a crazy backcourt, right? Backcourt to see. And I think that that's what the Heat are aiming for, you know, and – Playoffs will show who's really going to make the cut, yeah. you know. But I, I will say this. Spo has always done the thing where he's like, I'm playing who's hot and who's the best exactly. matchup. Exactly. You know, if you're the best matchup for the Pacers, cool, you're going to play best against the Pacers. But if you're not the best matchup it's against the, the Celtics, plan. homie, you're going to sit that mm-hmm. entire series. Yeah. You know, and sorry gonna, for and you. And you're going to be there clapping it up. You're doing the wave, you know, yep. with the towel and all that stuff. But... That's that's your role, and yeah. that's what was the best at, you know, finding what's absolutely necessary. But it starts with being in Boston, bro. We got to get that game tonight against Boston. There's no other way around it. Hopefully, and they don't Hero have Jalen Brown. I don't know if you saw this. He's out for the I rest saw of that. the season. I saw that. Which that's, only which only helps us, man. And again, you know, if we only have been in better positioning, you know, with getting more games that we let slip. Maybe we end up playing a weak Boston team coming into, like, you know, playing an extra game no, and having yeah, to come into the playoffs totally and now you got to face us and come on the road. Let's see, bro. I, I don't – I'm still saying that we're going to end up fourth. I don't believe in New York like that. I definitely don't believe in Atlanta New, New like York's that. Been, New York's been playing pretty good, man. Hey, bro, I'm just saying they're catchable. Yeah, they are. They're in reach. They're catchable. They're in reach. Right? We'll Atlanta is definitely We got to keep there. doing what we're doing Main right focus is beating Boston. Be, yeah. Start with beating Boston. One game Boston. at a time. And everybody gets pizza on Wednesday. Let's go. Let's go, baby. Pizza. Yeah, that's it. Pizza oh, mañana. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Pizza mañana. Que más tú quieres? Caso cerrado. <laughs> Time to talk some baseball, my dog. Oh, yeah, Got to check in on my Marlins. Hey and man, we're doing we're doing pretty good since the last time we hey. you and I sat down to talk, man. Hey. We we kind of had a pretty good week there. Win games. Make it fun, guys. That's you it, know? man. That's all I ask. Make it fun. And currently is what they're doing, bro. You know. Thankfully, last week they actually swept the series. You know, we swept the series against Arizona. We love love to sweep a series. Absolutely. And coincidentally, we play <laughs> Arizona at the time of this recording later on tonight, nine forty, um, first pitch. But w- the Marlins actually won four games in a row, bro. After w- after losing two games to or three games straight to the Nationals, they bounced back in a big way. Um, they win Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday against Arizona, and then they start this. They started the series against Milwaukee in the right direction, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. We had that win, and it was like, all right, cool. You know, we're actually rolling here, and then bam, bam, bam. Two whack losses back to back. Um, the the wackest of the losses was Saturday because we actually had Trevor Rogers on the mound and. He pitched a hell of a game, you know, has six strikeouts. But, again, bullpen issues and being able to lock stuff down 
continues to hunt haunt the Marlins. It's hurting us, man. It's, it's hurting. It's we got to get that, that figured out, man. I thought we were talking about it last week, right? Yeah. It's it's, it's uh, you know right now it's our Achilles is is that you know closing, uh, closing pitching that we just we got to figure it out, man. It's costing us games. Absolutely, and you know obviously there there are remedies to it, right? But I feel like it's too early in the season to get drastic. You kind of hope that these guys find a groove and work out the kinks throughout the season and and kind of find their niche and say, okay, I feel comfortable pitching like this or at this level. But they're definitely going to have to figure something out sooner than later because it's hurting them. You know, the Marlins are in a lot of games. And look, they're they're 15 and 18 with as as bad as the some of the results that we had, right, with some games that we were in control of winning and then end up losing – the Marlins are still three games under 500, which is surprisingly good for a team that we knew didn't have a lot of star power, wasn't really expected to do anything, and was just a big ball of questions as to say, man, how is this team going to turn out? It's turning out pretty good right now, you know, better than what a lot of people expected. I don't know about you, bro, but I had a lot of reservations coming into the season. Like, man, I wonder what Marlins team I'm going to see this year. And it's actually been an exciting young team, you know. I'm liking the progress. I, I can definitely say, you know, it's it's not where, you know, I want us to be by any means, but I'm liking, you know, the steps that we're taking, you know, every game, every week. Um, we, you know, if as long as we can get some guys back, I, I don't know what's going on with Jazz, what's going on with his injury, if you got any kind of update there, but... He's yeah. still out, and so is Marte. Those guys are coming back sooner than later. But we need those. We need those two back, man. Absolutely, man. And I, actually, some really good buzz are around the Marlins is coming from the minor leagues. You know, my boy. Shout out to my boy Jose. He actually put me on to this cat, Jesus Sanchez. Pitcher? No. Oh. No, 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 no. He's an outfielder, and he was one of the guys that we that was a prospect that we got in a trade. And it's like, well, the Marlins are always trading for people mm-hmm. and prospects, and what do they usually turn out to? Nah, man, this guy is a, apparently a beast, bro. He was just selected to the MLB Prospect Team of the Week. So he's off to an amazing start, obviously, in the minor leagues. But still, to see young players being consistent is a key to getting called up. And once you get called up, can you continue to do it? And the Marlins being a team that don't have, you know, cemented roles, right? Team, like a guy is like cemented into second base or you're cemented. In, yeah. uh, everybody here is right there, now, interchangeable. Anybody, yeah, anybody can get it. Right Best now. available is getting onto that field, right? This guy's tearing it up, and he's the number six prospect according to MLB Pipeline, and he's been balling, bro, batting five fifty six, slugging five seventy one. You know, in six games, guy has a double, two triples, three homers, twelve RBIs in mm. six games. Like, you know, offensive juggernaut this right. kid is gonna be. We can and use when, that. yeah, absolutely. And when my boy Joe's told me, I was like, man, imagine adding a five tool hitter to a lineup like this will be really dangerous because we have speed, we have guys that can get on base, and we also have the big sluggers, but we don't have that middleman that kind of, like, gels it all together. This kid being that prospect is very, very intriguing, bro, and I'm definitely going to keep my eye out for it. Hey, Zeus Sanchez. You heard it here on on social, Sports with Social, courtesy of Joe's. You know, because, again, when my man's deep into baseball, you know what I mean? Like, he could tell you stats about the next 15 guys coming up. But... Not everybody stands out like that, you know? And then when you do the research and say, okay, let me actually put an eye to this kid and see what he's doing against MLB competition or talent, right? Or that will be MLB talent at at one day. Um, For him to be coming up and doing well is amazing. 
you know, and the fact that he's doing it consistently is even better because he's really young. He's a baby, you know, he's 19, 20, 21, a baby. Must be nice, bro. To be at the top of the world <laughs> like that, right? And you think, oh, he's still in the minors. Yeah, but you're getting paid to play baseball, a game you love, and you were probably playing no, and that he's as on, a three-year-old. And his trajectory, right, where he's Absolutely. heading. Absolutely. He's, he's, he's trending in the right direction. Yeah, man, and the I Marlins are trending in the right direction because they're finding ways to win games, and I feel like they're going to find a way to turn around – this month and actually turn it into a winning month where they have more games won than they lost, you know, and that'll help them get to 500. And like I said it in the beginning of the season, and I'm going to continue to say, say it throughout. If we stay around 500, watch out because that means that we're in position to strike to make the playoffs and Jeter and the Marlins have known to have been known to make moves to improve the team. And we know that the team can use improvements, you know, getting a middle reliever in the middle of the season during the trade deadline is a doable thing. Absolutely. You know, so they know what they need to work on. Yeah. Right. They know where they, where they need to, maybe it comes from the farm system. Maybe it's some, some young, you know, talent in our young prospect or something like that, that right. does the same thing that Jesus is doing and starts, starts, you know, turning a new page in his career and, and he can contribute when we bring him up or something. I mean, it's more likely we probably trade for somebody if we want somebody veteran in those situations. Right, right. But experience. anything can happen with this Marlins team right now. No, and the, again, the, the team is full of good questions. Who's going to play well today? Who's going to be the guy who transcends into a star? Is this guy really going to turn it into his best year as a as an MLB pro? It's going to happen a lot this season. And the Marlins have a chance to make it interesting. It all starts with winning games and being competitive you know they're playing tonight um i'm gonna watch when i get home love some west coast baseball four game series against arizona before we head out to la and start a, a three game series with them over the weekend and it's going to be interesting to see how many games they can win they're going to be playing baseball every single day this week so yeah, that's so a tough those, challenge and those, those those road you know road series man those road games are tough always tough you know so. it's always tough but you know you got to do what you got to do and win games yeah. you know we're, we're expecting the marlins to go out there and no win excuses games. baby let's no go excuses. get them dubs Bamalo, marlin in this corner billy joe saunders with a broken face <laughs> <laughs> Dude, how, you think he's he's gotten surgery already? Oh uh, yeah. If he hasn't yet, his wife or his girlfriend or whoever, his mom is pleading him to do so, bro. Papa pobrecito. Nah. Not I mean, nah, You know what? Never mind, because he talked a lot of shit and he had it coming. But damn, his face is well. Here's a little. Up. Here's a little lesson for you, boys and girls. Okay, in the in the game of boxing, which is not a game. Okay, let me just say that it is a sport. In the sport of boxing. What you don't want to do is talk shit to your opponent who you know is outclassing you in every single measurable statistic or form or whatever you want to call. And then say, I'm going to knock you out and kick your ass. Because when he comes into the ring and you can't run around and you can't keep talking and you actually have to punch him and, and avoid or being trying to punch him. Yeah. Then that's when it gets really real. And... It got really real for Billy Joe Saunders this weekend. Real quick, real quick. Like, first round quick. You know, because he, he went in there thinking, all right, I'm going to play my mind games. All right, I got Canelo where I want him. And I got to just monkey around and put on a show and, and get him off of whack. Bro, Canelo went in there to kill this guy. He looks so focused going into that fight. And ripped. Bro, I haven't seen Canelo that, in, that shape. In, in that shape in a long time. And and that's just a testament to how dedicated that guy is to his freaking goal, bro. 
He's not going to stop until he gets those four belts. And he doesn't care who stands in his way. That person is going down. Because he didn't give Billy Joe a single shot in that fight. Those rounds that people can say Billy Joe won, he won them because Canelo was taking it off. Right. And even still, Canelo was still throwing the harder punches, landing the harder punches. He must have thrown like 60 uppercuts to kill Billy Joe Saunders. And he landed, the one that he landed broke his face. The uppercut? The uppercut that broke his face. Broken orbitable, broken nose. Like, I'm sorry, man. Like, Have a nice day, sir. I don't care how much spirit you got. And again, it goes back to talking that shit. You know, he was talking a yeah, lot of leading shit. Leading up to the fight, there was that scuffle in the hotel. Canelo and his team were walking by, and then somebody from Billy Joe Saunders' camp was, you know, mouthing off or chirping him, you know. And Canelo, he, all he turned around and said, you are a pussy, man. Right? <laughs> and I just knew once he said that, this dude's ready to pounce as soon as he gets in that ring. I mean, look at Canelo, bro. He's never been that type of guy who's very... Talkative. No, he's not. He's not like because you see Mayweather, right? The other end of the spectrum. You know, right. he's, he's money Mayweather. He's flashy. He's uh, you know, he's always gonna be the, that that smack talker that you know wants to get the last word. We saw it when yeah. when he was fighting McGregor. That that is the complete opposite of what we see when we see Canelo go go to war. Again, pure class. He is pure class, and the fact that Billy Joe tried to use that to his advantage was just like. Obviously, the first stepping stone to heading into an ass whooping, and that's what he got. He got a straight up ass whooping. He got a one way ticket. And look, man, you know, first class seat. My boy Vic is very tight with Canelo, and he himself was watching all the coverage, all the back right right in there. He's always in the back, you know, in the mix, and you know, he's very knowledgeable when it comes to boxing, obviously. But he knows those guys personally, and for him to tell us and continue to tweet, hey. This is really personal for Canelo. Like, Canelo's going in there to destroy this guy because he continues to come at him. I felt like that's like Canelo sending a warning shot to all the other boxers who want to get to that throne of the king of boxing because Canelo is definitely the king of boxing right now, right? In order to get to his level, you got to come correct. And if you don't come correct, you're going to pay the price, and I'm going to embarrass you, and I'm going to hurt you. Besides embarrass you, I'm going to hurt you. Literally. Literally. Physically. Going to abuse on you. The man went in there to hurt Saunders, dog, and mission accomplished. Because he said, he was like, I'm not going to give this guy to the eighth round. Like, after the eighth round, it'll be at the fight's over. Mm-hmm. And sure enough. That's exactly what happened. And you know what's unfold, funny? Unfolded. Again, before the fight, Saunders talking shit. Oh, I don't care if my mouth is broken. I don't care if my shoulder's broken. I don't care if my nose is broken. I'm going to keep fighting. I'm not going to give up. I'm sure. not quitting on my stool. Here comes Saturday. Hmm. <laughs> Mike Tyson's famous words, everybody has a plan until so they get hit in the face. And obviously, Billy Joe Sanders' plan went out the window when he felt that power. You know, because again, bro, Canelo looked dangerous. He looked dangerous, bro. And, he, and he's, so, he's so precise, man. And like, just, I, I, love, I love his defense more than anything. He's a hell of a striker, but his defense is what, where he really looks like a... Um, like he's dancing, man. You know, you see all the drills always, you know, with the head bobs. He's ducking he's and like weaving. Bobbing and weaving. He's doing his little drills. And then they, they play that, you know, they run that back side by side with the actual fights. And it's like, holy hell, man. This guy, you know, you can see him when he's when he's training. He's not playing around. He's, no. he's honing his craft, right? Absolutely. He's sharpening that blade. And then when he comes out, man, it's just attack mode. He, he's, he's, he's a champion. He's a true champion. And I don't see anything stopping him from getting that fourth belt like you were alluding to earlier. Pound for pound, the greatest right now. 
I put him. I know a lot of people put him over Mayweather, and I was I wanted to have this conversation with you because Mayweather, you know, being fifty and zero, right? Something yeah. you want to know or whatever yeah. it is, and, and you know he can be you know considered one of the greatest of all time, if not the greatest. I I don't care for the guy as far as what he does, his antics off off the you know outside the ring and all that stuff. Not Mayweather the person, Mayweather the boxer you're Just, asking me about. Uh, yeah, I guess, but I, but I guess the 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 person. Outside of boxing, also has something to do with how I feel about him in the ring, right? Because he brings all of that energy into the ring, you know, and that's that's For his sure. style. Whereas what we were just talking about, Canelo's not like that. He's a he's a true gentleman. He's an actual you know uh, classy individual. And I, for me, man, I like Canelo. I, I put him as as the as the greatest over. over um, I don't over I don't do it because what does he need to do to get there? Is my question. It's going to be hard, man. To be because considered the greatest ever. It's going to be hard. He'll never be considered the greatest ever because he's lost to Mayweather. Mm. You know, he lost to Mayweather. But even and going Mayweather, back to that listen, fight, though, man. Listen, you know, a lot of people think Mayweather right now in his last 10 fights on his record, you know, where he's fighting, the guy's talking shit, starting with Ricky Hyatt and all that stuff. That's the money Mayweather. He was pretty boy Floyd. Yeah. Knocking fools out. Destroying everybody in his competition, being the smaller guy, being underweight, you know, facing the best of the best, knocking fools out. That's what makes Mayweather the best. He has the best defense. He's always had the best defense from day one, you know, from day one. So for him to go his entire record, you know, without a loss means something to him because he's fighting real challengers. Now, did he learn how to capitalize the most in the boxing game? Hell yeah. And even that you got to give him credit for because now everybody wants to have money like Mayweather and be like Mayweather, right? We got the bullshit with him fighting Jake Paul. Yeah, whatever. So, so why why but, does that come into play then? I mean, he has all the money in the world. Because you have the record. Why are you going to even entertain this YouTuber? Because the A, money, right? But really? I mean, you claim to have all the money in the world. Yeah, but obviously he doesn't. He's owning, not a billionaire. In downtown yeah, yeah, New York. yeah, that's cool, bro. You know, all of that is Manhattan. cool, bro. I mean, all of that on, is man. cool, but it's not factual. You know why what I mean? Are, why are you fighting a YouTuber? Because what is that doing for your money, career? dog? If you beat him, what does that money, prove? money? And if you lose, what does that do? Money, money. It's free money to him, bro. It's free money. I guess. What do you, what do you, you think about what do you, you think, think he's going to lose to this guy? Absolutely not. No, absolutely All right, not. But, then, like, so but again, I don't even want to see that, man. I don't uh, even want to see that fight. But other people want to see it, Joel. And they're willing to pay the money. And, and when you approach Mayweather and say, hey, as a businessman, this is the business proposition that I have for you. Where you're going to, and he's looking at it, again, in a businessman like, hmm, what's my rate of being hurt here? About 10%. What's my income here? About 98%. 10%, man. It's probably even less than that. I'm going to take that all day. He said it himself. You know what I mean? Like, I'm taking this money because this is light work. This is an easy $100 million that I'm going to make. This is not me fighting Pacquiao for $100 million, right? This is me fighting a nobody for $100 million. I'm going to take that, and I'm going to eat, and I'm going to destroy this guy, and then I'm going to walk away while everybody's mad that I beat somebody up again. Right. That's, that's what make me, again, that's Mayweather's current game. When we go back to the boxing side of it, nobody's done what he's done. And he should have won an Olympic uh, gold medal. He didn't get it. They tried him, whatever. He's the greatest. Other boxers who are great boxers say that he's the greatest. It's over. He's the greatest. For Canelo to get up there, he just needs to keep doing what he's doing. Facing champions, making history, and moving forward. Never backing down from a challenge. You know, he's going to get those four belts, and he's going to be the first Mexican to do it in like four different weight classes, three different weight I'm sorry, bro. 
great boxer, number two. Again, he's the greatest not boxer the greatest. right now, but he's not the greatest. Mm. He's the greatest Mexican boxer. I'll give him that without a doubt. People want to say Chavez, and I'm sorry, bro. You can miss me with that. Chavez lost way many times, fought way longer than what he should have, and that doesn't make you the best. Canelo is the best all Mexican all, boxer. All around, yeah. Ever, ever, yeah. Like, there's, that's not a debate. Yeah. You, know, you got to give that man his due. Okay, I respect you know? that. Whatever. But it is what it is, man. You know, Canelo went out there and, and made light work of the situation, bro. Does what a champion does. Said, I'm going to finish you. Finished him. Walked him out. Now, the interesting thing is what happened after the fight. You get everybody else calling him out. Uh, Demetrius Sanjay was there at the fight. He's calling Canelo out. And Canelo's like, this is my moment. Get out of here before I kick your ass, too. You know, you want to you wanna get your ass kicked? Go wait in line with everybody else, mm. you know? And that's that shit that Mayweather would do. Right. You know? And people don't like it, but when you're the top dog... No, but he 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 can do that, right? Do if anybody's going to be able to do that right now, it's Canelo. It's Canelo, man. and Because he's I, literally beat everybody that you put in front of him. Everybody, bro. He's, he is the man. He is the man. Point period. He is the man in boxing right now. There's no better name in boxing than Canelo. I don't care. That's it. Close. We'll leave it on that. Yeah, bro. That's it. Yeah, man. Um, it's been an interesting week in sports or a week and a half, and definitely looking forward to the weekend. It's going to continue to be an interesting weekend in sports. Got the Heat playing twice. We got the Heat playing tonight when the recording comes out. And Sunday is their last game of the season, so yeah. it's going to be interesting to see where they land. Uh, we time, got Chelsea. Next week, when we get into the next week's episode, we're going to be in playoff mode for yep. the Heat and for Absolutely. the Panthers. Absolutely, and for the Panthers, yep. So that's crazy to look at. Yep. And it's exciting, bro. And even for me, personally, and my soccer heads, you know, we got a FA Cup final this weekend. Um, Chelsea playing uh, Southampton. Uh, Manchester City could win the EPL title this weekend. It's interesting, man. A lot of stuff going on. And we even have the Marlins, you know. Marlins in action the entire week. So if you love baseball, this is it for you. And for my fight fans, UFC 262, Oliveira versus Chandler. My dog Joel's definitely tuning into that. Oh, yeah. That's on the uh, that's coming up this Saturday, right? Yep. yep. Oh, my goodness. Uh, the UFC just keeps pumping them out, man. Dana. Card bro. after card, man. Dana, Dana. Dana is a madman. Yep. But, um, yeah, man, this is our episode. We locked it in. 35 episodes down. Yes, Sports sir. with So-So, man. Joel, always a pleasure, big dog. Always a good time, my man. Yes, sir. Always and I want to give a shout-out to to the people here in studio with us. They've been behind the scenes watching us record. And it's always dope to have people here. And hopefully we'll have more people as we go on, dog. You know we're going to have that party for the 50. What? What? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, chill, 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 No, no, no. My fault, my fault. I'm just saying we got you know, big things. We got big things. We got some things planned, though. But, yeah, let us know if you guys want to party. Of course. Shout out to the people here again at CIC Miami. Those people are the absolute best when it comes to office space and giving you the tools you need to be resourceful in whatever it is you're trying to do, man. Trust me. They give us the tools to be our own boss. You yeah, know? <laughs> that's kind of it, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, Joel, man, it's time to wrap this thing up. Yeah. Everybody who listens and tunes in and subscribes to the podcast, thank you for listening once more. Make sure you guys are telling your friends about the podcast. Make sure you guys are following us on social media. We're keeping you up to date. And more importantly, subscribe to the podcast. Yes, the subscriptions help. The downloads help. They help, man. And make sure you guys are leaving those reviews. You know what I'm going to start doing, Joel? We're going to start shouting out people for leaving a review. So if you leave a review this week, we got to. we're going to shout you out next week. How about that? I like that. So make sure you guys tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell another friend to tell a friend about dropping a review subscribing to the podcast and checking out what we got going down because i promise you guys it's the best miami sports podcast in town right now yes sir ski yes sir well it's time to do it to you y'all till next time peace peace